What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Welcome to the Energy Paradigm with me, Dr. Vic Poraktivarna. Let's take a deep dive to the energetic core of life, work, business, politics, and education. This show questions everything we've been taught and told. It is eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative, and earth-shattering. So get ready to ignite the spark, feel the energy, and work the magic. The Energy Paradigm with me, Dr. Vic, starts now. Hey everyone, Danielle and Dr. Vic today here with the Energy Paradigm, offering a different lens, a new perspective for the way forward, not only for people, but for humanity creating our future with the high vibrational energy of possibility to create good for all around the globe. That's us. Welcome to our show. Today is November 4th, one day post-election here in the United States, and you could actually cut the air with a knife. I think everybody's sitting at home, biting off their nails and uh, waiting for the results. Uh, I for sure have been checking. And you know what? I had a I had to clear my throat all morning long. It's that tense. Uh, I'm very sensitive to energy. So the energy out there, you can cut it with a knife. It's actually very quiet out here, surprisingly quiet. And I think everybody's sitting and waiting what's going on. That's something that you can only feel. You cannot think it. And that's energy. And we are all about energy. It's not rational. It's not something that happens in the brain. It's something that you sense that you know and that you feel. So today we are going to talk about the energy of relationships. And the energy of, of relationships is actually based on an energy, the universal language of humanity. It's how we relate to each other, but it's also how we relate to ourselves. You cannot escape relationships because you're always with yourself. And we are looking at both sides today. And we're looking at, you know, how to transcend the physical and access the unconscious energies, because we often we don't know what's really going on, but they vibrate in our field. We all have a field around us. They resonate with us and between people and they radiate in and around us, attracting things into our lives. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we dive into that, and maybe you have been here, you're here for the first time and wonder who are those two people. We give you a short summary of who we are and how we got to be the energy paradigm. So we are all about the energy of people, teams, organizations and nations. The energy you bring to the table every second of your life, it counts. It is important it makes or breaks how you envision your life. It makes things happen within you and all around you. And most of those energy dynamics happen unconsciously without us really knowing what's going on, but we can feel it. Have you ever been in a meeting where you, where you felt off, where it felt like, like somebody scratching with their nails over, over a chalkboard? Have you ever been maybe with a family member that drove you crazy? That's nothing that you think. That's something that you very much feel, right? That's energy. So how did we get there? We've been interviewing, assessing, and profiling people for 20 plus years now for um, 
global fortune companies, uh, for national global, uh, for national fortune companies, and for mid-sized companies, um, to optimize their talent and the potential of their teams, the individuals, their teams, and the entire organization. Sorry, I had a little second here that I was hesitating. I was trying to figure out what I'm going to say next. And we have been doing this with aptitude testing, personality profiling, psychometrics, et cetera, et cetera, until one day we realized we're missing something. Something is not in the equation for us. And we found it. It's the energy that everybody brings to the table. You can have the most talented person sitting in the room if the energy is off, that person is disabled. They cannot even think straight. So that is not only true for organizations, it's also true for your private life. If the energy is off, you feel off, you, you don't feel yourself, and then things from there go astray. So that's why we founded the energy paradigm, we, because we knew there is energy around it. If you find what I call the good button in persons. You know, when we talk about people, we always talk about the bad button, you know, the thing that sets you off and makes you fly off the handle. There are good buttons in people. And if you can find through a very amicable uh, the conversation, the good button in somebody, and you can touch it gently, that person starts to light up. And that's what we're doing with the energy paradigm. We help teams, business organizations, individuals, nations optimize their energy and reach their glow state because when you hit the good button in somebody, the person lights up and they're happy and they're content and they are present and they can do magical things that they even didn't know that they could do. That's what we do. Now, today we talk about relationships. For us, relationships are the foundation of humanity. As I said before, without relationships, there's no us, right? So let me take you back to a story that happened to me quite a while back, because relationships can make or break not only your life, but also your career. So I will share with you a little anecdote from my career here. I was in my mid-20s. I was studying. And as you can hear from my accent, I used to live in Switzerland. I was studying in Switzerland and uh, I studied electrical engineering, computer science and business administration. and. Um, Let's say I was not only the most engaged and motivated student, so I passed about half of my time uh, as a freelancing programmer. I implemented databases for people and for companies um, within Europe. I, had, I was pretty successful doing that. I had great clients. One of them was Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse, the, the big Swiss bank, was one of my clients. I had large... Um, uh, cell phone companies as my clients. And so at a certain time, the question arose for me, should I actually drop my studies and start the company full throttle, start hiring people, get after business? And I was young at that time, maybe also naive, probably naive. So I uh, thought it would be a great idea to talk to my mom. And I think you know how the rest of that story ended. So I never founded that company. I stuck to my studies and... Um, now, several years later, as you can see, um, I've aged a little bit in the, in the meantime, uh, we are here and we are doing the energy paradigm because we want to help people follow their passion and we want to help people find what ignites them and follow what makes their heart sing. 
And it starts with relationships, the relationship to yourself and the relationship to others. Thank you, Victor. That was a beautiful example. I think all of us can relate to that, listening to the wrong person and not really listening to ourselves. And, you know, as you so beautifully said, it really begins with a relationship we have with ourselves to know our own essence, to know who we are. And when we enter relationships with other people, they have an unbelievable impact. They can either send us forward or they can send us back. They can build us up, they can put us down. And what we actually really want in the end is we wanna be seen. We wanna be able to know our own essence and have that respected with the person that we're with. We want something that helps us to move forward in our life and not to send us back and dismantle who we are. And along with that as well is that oftentimes we move around in circles in certain patterns. We go through this exact same patterns of relationships over and over again. Some are good, some are not. Some are like revisiting Nightmare on Elm Street or a haunted Halloween house. And oh my goodness, not again, not you again. I keep seeing you. Why do I keep dating someone like you? And and that's exactly what we want and what the energy paradigm does is we want you to find your own essence, to take your wings and fly according to your own flight pattern and having someone else who, with whom you're in relationship with, who mirrors the magic back to you on good days and days when you feel downtrodden or you feel confused, someone that's always bringing the light back to you, encouraging you, and letting you know that everything is going to be okay. That respects the beautiful essence that we all carry within us. That's absolutely right and beautiful. Oh, sorry, you wanted to go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Absolutely beautiful. And I want to, I want to say I love my mom, okay? So, <laughs> so there's no bad feelings here. It's just those big decisions in your life, they are yours, Nobody else can make the decision for you. And I think that is one thing where you need to be sovereign. You need to be in charge. You, need, you are the leader of your own life. And that is also true for relationships. And we will get there later. Um, I don't want to jump too much ahead. But what, what we want to do is put you in the driver's seat. Relationships are not something that happens to you, that you are delivered to. Actually, all of life is not. It is something where you have a say. It is something where you can make decisions. It's something that you choose. And most of our choices are unconscious and we are bringing those. We want to find what are the mechanics of these choices and how do you bring them to the surface and, and what can you do with them? Because relationships go far beyond the physical and material that we are taught and told. Beautifully said. And I think as well that it's very important during this time that we become more conscious than ever. The time demands that. Our relations demand we become conscious. That we're not, as you say, we're not delivered to relationships. We don't just model the way relationships have always been done in our family dynamic or even at work. That we are aware of what's happening around us. And that in particular, even in the family construct, that we have intergenerational transmissions of ideas and values that we often blindly adopt without knowing any better. 
certain habits, certain traditions, certain likes and dislikes without even thinking, do I like this or do I not? And then when you enter a relationship, you often enter with a mistaken identity because you might not really have taken the time to become conscious of your essence or truly who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think here, it exactly that's the point where it starts what we can do from the different with a different lens lens a different angle a fresh perspective with the energy perspective and i think that's why we have been asked to write a book about relationships because there are you can go to amazon there are over a hundred thousand books on relationships out there and what they, the majority of them are treating with pathologies, the stuff that can go wrong. And I think we don't even want to go there because what we want to write about what can go right once you are in the driver's seat, what can you do in order to make a relationship work? What can you do to end the relationship if it doesn't work? What are your boundaries? How do you define it? And these things do not start on the physical they all start in the energetic realm you have a hunch you have a feeling you have an inner knowing if something is working out or not and whenever you get these little signals energetic signals it's time to act when you know something when you sense something when you feel something And by knowing, I mean the deep inner knowing. It's not thinking, it's not rationalizing something, but you just have the inner conviction it is so. And that knowledge comes from nowhere. Some people call it intuition. That is informing you. And once you learn how to listen to it, it can inform you throughout the day. So relationships are much more than we've been taught and told. And the societal model of relationships that we have been acquainted with, that has been portrayed to us, without looking at energy, it just doesn't work. Yeah? So lo- look at, at, at classic relationships. What, what have we been told to look for? Let's look at a romantic relationship. What do we look for? Influence, looks, presentation, presentation, manners, money, hmm? all external things. But you can then enter in a romantic relationship and, and as long as you have the rose glasses on, it might work. But as soon as the rose glasses come off, you start actually seeing the energy. And that might be completely different. How many times have you been fooled by somebody? who is on the surface really nice and smooth and smooth talker and and very, uh, you know, generous and all these things. And then once you open yourself up, you, you start seeing a completely different person right there. That's the energy. And that's where we need to go. Because otherwise, we, were gonna, we are going to recreate the pathologies in our life. That um, and then you can starting those one uh, start reading those one hundred thousand plus books. Yes, but what we want to do here is see what does it take for you to get ready to enter a relationship. Because it starts with a relationship with yourself. 
it starts with seeing the energy, feeling the vibration, the resonance, the radiance, listening to your heart, listening to this inner guidance. And we need to widen the lens because the material stuff obviously doesn't work. Look outside in our world today. It is more dysfunctional than anything that I've ever seen. We need to find a different way how to, we need to find a different foundation to put our relationships on because right now they're built on sand and they're eroding quickly. And um, we need to take care of the force field that is generated with every relationship. And with that, we really need to challenge the disbelief that we have in ourselves, that relationships can be beautiful, that you can be seen, that it's peaceful, that it's loving, that you can be loved, that you can be loved, and that it's, it's actually beautiful. Once you find one that works, they can work. And that's what we, you know, oftentimes we have to get over the projection that we have. Oh my gosh, here we go again. Who am I going to end up meeting or who am I going to end up dating this time? And, you know, out of that fear and out of past behavior, we're scared to death and we're often afraid to open up. And we, we take all these protective um, mechanisms so we don't get hurt again. But if we can find a way to manage the energy and we alter our way of thinking and the belief that we have about this, it can really open us up to something new where the energy matches the goodness and the intentions we have in moving forward in this field. That's beautiful because in every relationship, there is an intent, there is a motive, and then there is action that follows, which means talking to each other, relating to each other in the uh, in the physical sense how do we relate one person to another how do we how do we talk how what is our body language um how do we validate the person before us and um, do i how safe do i feel to show my vulnerabilities and all these things but all this starts on the energetic side if you don't look in the into the energy of how relationships are created, you get a mismatch because I show up, one person shows up, let's see, it's me, with a certain charge, with a certain vibration, resonance and radiance in my field, and then somebody else shows up with theirs. And as soon as we approach each other, not only physically, but, but also in mind, we create what what we call a sphere of relationships and and there can serve there can be several people in there so this is not limited to how you relate to your mom or how do you relate to your romantic partner this can be a team at work it can be your community it can be um the people in your club right uh, it can be your entire organization so what is created and how does this co-resonate and vibrate in the energy? And that is what you feel. And if there's disharmony and friction in there, you will create havoc with a little time delay on the physical plane. And that is why those books who treat all the um, pathologies and dysfunctionalities they start too late. The damage is already done. It's almost irrecoverable. That's also why 
all um, so many family therapies, uh, couple therapies actually do not work in psychoanalysis because the damage is already done. It is too late. We need to start way earlier here before something actually happens. And this is our opportunity to shape the relationship by energizing our field every single day. And you can do that. There are many different ways. You can sing, you can, you can sing, you can chant, you can play an instrument, you can walk, you can hike, you can meditate, you can pray, uh, you can go to church service. It doesn't matter. It needs to be something that makes your heart sing, that makes you get into a zone where you are happy because that happiness starts. And if you repeat it over and over and over again, that happiness starts vibrating in your field. And guess what's going to happen? people who are equally happy will show up in your life. And that is how we build functional relationships. It is not by saying, oh, geez, I don't want to repeat the last experience, because then you are in the vibration of the last experience. You're going to attract the same bleep person again. And then it's this, oh, you again type experience, right? Where you say, oh, geez, I just I just divorced from you and here you are again. Uh, you just look different, right? But it's the same thing all over again. And we see that so often that people repeat, keep repeating their pattern. Now, Danielle, you, you went there before. How do we learn actually relationships? How does it work? Is it by trial and error? Is it doing random? Is it following our desires, our impulses? Is it the role models that we are exposed to? And I think pretty much everyone comes from a somewhat dysfunctional household. So that's what we learned, right? So ask yourself, what is really informing how you do relationships? Are you repeating the pattern of your childhood? Or do you go completely against them? And how can you access this and not repeat the past experience. And and you mentioned the family trauma. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about that. You I know think, what? I think one of the most important things, like we said earlier, is that you need to become conscious. This time in our relationships demand that we become conscious of ourselves and that we become self-aware of who we are, where we come from, what the family construct was and really who we are, what our essence is, that we cannot do random. If we go, if we are unconscious and we go into a, and we go into a relationship, it's like wearing a big stock pot over our head or um, hitting the, or playing the pinata. You are just gonna hit on any donkey tail. You're, you are completely unaware of what you're choosing. And it's only then when we make a mistake where we think, oh my goodness, this I was completely unmatched. But one thing that we also have to realize is that relationships don't just happen to you. You create it. It's part of your responsibility. And with that, you need to take the responsibility to find out about yourself, to become conscious. And with that, if relationships that happen in our lives, it's not just on a field of relationships. It 
the uh, reverberations are in our mental field and our emotional field and in our physical field. So if something's going on, it's also reverberating on those fields. You will often have certain body pains that are associated with the energy that's not aligned with you. These are very important things that we need to look at, take into account as we move forward. And as you know, to answer your question, there's many different factors that affect why we go into relationships. One of the foundations being that we are, we are relational beings with ourselves and with others. And most people don't even wanna be in relation with anybody else because of whatever's happened to them. They'd rather stay at home and Netflix all day long. But unfortunately, that's really not the best for ourselves to lock us all away, that we are always in relationship with one person or another, and that if we can be aware of the energy we bring to the table, we have an opportunity to manage its flow and find energies. When we work on ourselves. we find energies that match ours because in the end, water finds its own level. So when we take care of ourselves, when we manage our energy, when we self-actualize and self-realize who we are and what we're about, we have better chances of meeting someone. Well, if we've done the work, we will have better chances that we will meet someone at that level who's just as conscious. So we don't wreak havoc on each other's lives. Absolutely. And I want to quickly go back to the family trauma part. Yes. Scientists have found out that trauma is inherited through the genes. And I want to claim that it is also inherited through the energy that is given on from one generation to the next. That's why we keep repeating pattern that um, we have unconsciously absorbed. It's just like people saying, oh my gosh, you have a terrible temper. Your great grandfather had a horrible temper and the whole village ran away from him. <laughs> and, or whatever, there's an intergenerational transmission of trauma, values and morals. Mm -hmm. It's just saying, for, for example, the Kennedys are always like this. They're always success oriented. They go into politics. This is what our family does. It's in our genes. Our family does it just like this. We've always been strong and sturdy. And it is exactly the same thing with relationship because it's all about the energy that we bring to the table every yes. second of our lives. Yes. The energy we carry into our lives and relationships, that's the key. And knowing that, that's real consciousness. And we are getting ready to have a break. So Benny, whenever you're ready, but I th think the real consciousness is when you understand energy energy going to a yoga studio um, and and just do some movements doesn't do it you need to mean it you need to want it you need to pray you need to meditate you need to do inner work it needs to resonate in your field then that's consciousness are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today.
or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey everyone, it's me, Psychic Medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole from Shades of Spirit, bringing you another Shades of Spirit tip of the week. Jamie, have you ever wondered if you might be an empath? Yes, I have. And some signs that we may be an empath include an inexplicable desire to avoid crowds in places like movie theaters, shopping centers, and restaurants. You know, sometimes I'm able to walk into a room with other people and I know exactly how they're feeling, even if no one is saying a word. I can attend social gatherings or other events and find myself so emotionally exhausted and physically drained that I could probably sleep for a week. If any of these examples resonate with you, please come check out our new live podcast, Shades of Spirit. It's on every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. You can also find us at shadesofspirit.com where you can book your appointment or call us at 858-684-7575. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'm excited to tell you about the latest technology. It is new to this country, and it's just amazing. It's out of Germany. The Healy is state-of-the-art technology for improving and changing the body vibration. I have more information about the Healy on my website, maryjanemack.com, or you can call the office at 888-777-4232. Hey, everybody. We are back with Danielle and Dr. Vic with the Energy Paradigm. Today, we are talking about relationships and the energy of relationships we call it Relationships 2.0 here. I, I wrote it down actually today. I liked it. Relationships 2.0, accessing a whole new dimension, how to navigate the energetic dynamics of relationships. And that's what we're all about. And that's what we're talking about today. And in the first part of this show, we talked about how humanity actually runs on relationships. You, even if you live alone in the woods in a cabin, you have a relationship with yourself. Good luck with that one, because most people have difficulties looking in the mirror, right? And I think a lot of people would actually run away if they were invited to live alone uh, somewhere for an extended period of time and and, uh, be left with their mind chatter. Relationships are the social fabric. It's what binds us together. And right now, the social fabric is under so much attack. 
social media, mass media, but also the the what's what's reverberating in the air. I can feel it. As I said that before. I've been clearing my throat all morning long because there's so much anxiety in the air. Probably also because of, because of the U.S. election. But it's not only that. There's also this war, good against evil, going on, and there is. Um, we're also going through a big shift right now, right? Everything is breaking up. The things that we didn't want to see are coming up. And, and we need to find a new place how we relate to this world. And I don't, I'm not talking about the new normal here. I'm talking about what's coming next and how can we navigate it and how can we work with those energies? How can we elevate humanity? How can we elevate how we live together, how we find the good in each other, how we access the possibility in each other. And we need a new angle. We need a different lens for this. We need a new paradigm, the energy paradigm. We need to check. We, we need to go far beyond the physical to access the dynamics that underlie everything that then becomes material. Every relationship, it doesn't matter whether it's with a relative, with a random stranger. There is a split second before the relationship starts, maybe a millisecond. And in that millisecond, the relationship is pure potential, pure possibility. Anything can happen. It's pure energy because nothing has happened yet, but it's energetic. Two force fields, two energetic fields are coming together in some shape or form. It doesn't even need, even need to be in the same room. You can have a relationship to somebody who is remote and, and start that. But let's say there's somebody in the room and, and you turn your head or you can actually sense the person. That's when the relationship starts and that blink of an eye moment is pure possibility. And where you take it from there depends on the charge in your field and the charge in the field of the other person or the other people, depending on how many people are coming together. And it very much depends on the intention that each person has when they're coming to the sphere. Either if they want to deceive you, if they want, if they want something from you, if it's nothing but kindness, compassion, you feel it that first second you're with them, the first second. And how many times have we entered into relationships where you just knew, uh, I don't know, they're so, so they're okay. And you enter the relationship anyway. And yeah. eight out of 10 times that has probably blown up in your face, been a total disaster, but you can then say, I knew it. I knew it when I got to know, when I first met them, there was something off. That energy is talking to you. That energy is present. And what we would like is we'd like you, we would love people to get to familiar with this energy because it's a language unto its own. It's invisible, but you feel it. You know it in your bones. Only you know that. It's, it is certainty within yourself. It's its own vocabulary and its own language. 
and we need to learn the words because they are not physical words it's energetic and that's why we keep repeating sense it know it feel it because it's not something it's not a brain process it's not something rational not something that you can compute exactly and what we were talking about earlier before the break you know going to yoga or meditation just like we said earlier the energy has effects in our mental our emotional and our physical sphere it as as the lovely caroline may says her lovely quote your biology is your biography so whatever energetic effects are going on within you around you will have reverberation effects in each of those fields and like we were saying earlier our call for you to become conscious how do you do that you become still and maybe this is a good point for you to just turn off no news all the time turn off social media go into the quiet it's like it's like those car aficionados what happens if you run your car 100 miles an hour for hours on end and you don't break and you don't turn off the car you're going to burn it out it's the same thing with ourselves that's how we become conscious turn it all off learn to take a walk outside learn to breathe learn how to do long deep breathing how to take relaxing breaths get attuned back to your center learn to ground take off your stinky shoes and socks and walk in the grass walk in the sand i mean for God's sakes, it's free outside. Walk outside. Or, it, you know, if you have a spiritual practice or religious practice, learn to get quiet, learn to feel not just empty words that we're just a machine and we are just expressing a mantra or a prayer or a biblical text. Feel it. And if you pray, feel it with your whole body, soul, and mind. Feel it with your essence. Pray with your being, if that's what you do, whatever something does to quiet you down, that makes you feel good, that makes you feel connected, that makes you feel serene, that makes you feel connected to something that doesn't use alternative mind altering products. Start with that, learn to become quiet, learn to breathe. Perhaps you can try sitting for 20 minutes in the quiet, deep Buddha belly breaths. Light a candle, light some sage. Maybe you sing or dance around the room. Maybe you rattle, maybe you drum. Maybe your kids do a little prayer for you or, or, or something where you can even involve your whole family if that's what you need to do or if you'd like to do. And once you start doing this, not immediately, but soon, you will see a shift. And the shift is you become more tolerant. You will cut others some slack. You will cut yourself some slack. Most importantly, you, yes. You will start seeing the good in others. And to what you said, and I, I, that's normally your sentence, Danielle, but you say people tell you in the first second who they are. Yes. And it's very interesting because often we don't listen then. And listening is not only with our ears, but with our heart, with our vibration. We need to see, does it resonate with us or not? Or does it, is it those nails on, on the board? 
Does it rub us the wrong way? And with that, what happens in relationships is as soon as you have to ask, it's not the right thing. You know, often we go to somebody and say, ah, oh, is he the right one for me? Is she the right one for me? Then you already have a doubt in your field. And that energy comes from somewhere. That's the inner guidance. It helps, it helps you make that decision as soon as you start asking these questions, you already know that something is off. Right. When you're in your certainty, you know, without a shadow of a doubt and nobody and nothing is going to get you away from that idea, that person, that product, that's a done deal. And only you know that no one can tell you that. And it takes a decision. And the decision, there's actually several decisions that need to be made. The first decision is, can I see the good in the other person? I had the great honor, and I mentioned this in, in our past shows, of a private audience with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And he told me, things start falling apart as soon as we are suspicious. And we're looking here, and we're looking there, and we're comparing ourselves, and what is this person scheming against me? That is what erodes the social fabric. This is what breaks relationships. And the question here is, can I be conscious? Can I feel the energy? Know it, sense it, feel it. And can I see the good in the other person? And of course, there are people out there who do horrible things. Of course, there are people out there who mistreat us. Of course, there are people out there who rub us the wrong way, but then you have the opportunity to walk away. There is always a choice. You do not have to be in a relationship that is abusive. Even and staying for the fear of what comes next is not the answer because there's always a next. There's always something else out there. And I think the core message is to let go of this suspicion and to see the good elevating each other what is the motive of the relationship do i want something or can i give something what is my intent am i going to put this person down or am i going to lift them up and most of the time it doesn't cost a dime a smile a good wish that that resonates in your field. I wish you well. People sense that and you get a smile back. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's also not something that is really expensive. It is something that happens on the energetic plane. And if you go with good intentions into a meeting, you will see that magic can suddenly happen. And if people are obnoxious, abrasive. You can actually in energy have a really firm conversation with them. You don't even need to say a word, but in energy, you say, not with me, my buddy. Here is my border. You are not going to trespass and you will see that the energy of that interaction changes. Some people suddenly get really friendly. Why? Because you set the tone. Every relationship has a tone. And you can influence that tone through your vibration, 
through what you resonate with and what you don't resonate with and what, what are you sending out? What's the radiance? But even in our personal relationships, we also have to have the ability to also set boundaries and limitations to people's energy and behavior that impedes us as well. For instance, if somebody is in a position with a very unpleasant boss or in our personal relationships, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you have intrusions from the in-laws, being able to set limitations and boundaries on people's behavior who seek to empower you, dismiss you, ridicule you. I think there is a hierarchy of relationships, especially in romantic relationships and in-laws and, and own father and mother. You need to make a decision. It's again a decision. Which relationship is more important and your partner? And it doesn't even matter, male, female. Uh, Who cares? LGBT, whatever, it doesn't matter because we are not, we are transcending religion. We are transcending language. We are transcending nationality. We are transcending ethnic background. It doesn't matter. We're talking about energy and that's the same for everybody. Your partner needs to be number one and there's no negotiation. It's you both against the world. You're, you're in your own bubble. There is, you allow nothing and never to come between you. And you, you are on the same page. Absolutely. And you better grow a spine to enforce that. Yes. Because people will try to intrude. The mother-in-law will try to influence. The father-in-law will try to skew. Your frat people brother will try to enter your marriage too. Who knows? Friends will try to talk you out of it or to, see, to, make, to help you see the bad side. Don't go there. Because that when, that's when the suspicion enters. That's when, when we lose compassion for yeah. someone and something we claim to hold, to hold in our hands, to hold tender to our heart. When two become one, that's when you enter the sphere and that sphere needs to be defended. It is sacred. It is sacred ground and you're working with the energy on that sacred ground and it is a level playing field it's not skewed not one is better than the other that messes it all up right it's so important to know that and in the end every relationship should be and can be about freedom hallelujah relationships <laughs> in their pure form are built on the freedom to be. You allow your partner to be. Can you feel the emotional release if you say, when you say that? Say it. I allow my partner to be. It's like, ooh, all that garbage falls off. And my partner allows me to be, and I allow myself to be. Ooh, that is beautiful. If you're sensitive to energy, you can feel that one. Go out into your workplace and allow others to be. You don't even need to tell them a word. You can just walk by and say, I allow you to be. And see if they get into their glow state. That's how you light up people. That's how you light up yourself. 
that is the ultimate goal of every relationship. If we could do that, this planet would be completely different. This humanity, we would be in a snap back in the golden age. Where you, where you see people and you judge them on their capability to see energy and on the beauty of their thoughts. And we're coming from the premise that there is good in everybody. And that if we can enter relationships and that includes ourselves, where nobody, not even yourself, is too much or too little of any quality, any number on the scale, nothing. You're not too much, you're not too little. You're at the perfect place just for you along your journey to have that compassion and that love for yourself and extend that to others. Which brings us back to the motive. What is the motive for this relationship? Can I allow this person to be? Am I, do I want to help them? shine their light what is the intent of your interaction even before you interact the intent of the energy that you are giving offering and then the action follows of whatever you're doing with your body and whatever you're doing with how you're speaking how you're looking at each other that is the essence of relationship and that is the spiritual side if you want and 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 i hope you don't get freaked out now but we, we talked about this there's a physical part a mental part there's an emotional part and the, the the spiritual part to it that's the elevation of our togetherness you want to be and surround yourself with those people who fuel the spirit within you who fuel your essence who support you and encourage you to go after always wanting to be an artist or take an art class or flying lessons or gardening or cooking whatever it may be it doesn't really matter even just to be in your own home to express yourself in a certain way where you can be as Brene Brown would say your vulnerable self mm -hmm. you can be your fragile real self and someone holds you tenderly someone who sees you, who hears you. You wanna be with someone that encourage you, encourages you to be the spirit that you are, to bring that light to the world, to let it shine. I mean, as parents, what's, what's one of the worst things in the world? Your child is unhappy. And you clip their wings. And you clip their wings. That's what we all want. We want our loved ones to be happy. And with that comes the fueling of their essence, letting them fly according to their own flight plan and having someone be aligned with that and saying, go for it, go. And if you fall, it's okay. You're fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You get up together and you go on. Yes, doctor. And if we transfer this now into a corporate context. I mean, we have a lot of experience working in the corporate world. It applies as well. If you are a leader and you do not understand the energy that you are creating within your team and within your organization, you're creating havoc, then you're not conscious. It's like drunk driving. Your vision your management is impaired and you leave collateral everywhere you go. 
if however, if however you make the effort to see the good that everyone on your team brings, that good is going to be amplified and they will see the good in you. So many organizations we work with, they have leadership resistance. Why do you think that is? It's preconceived notions, it's suspicion. Oh, yeah, the C-suite, you know, they are looking down on us. They're taking the big bonus check and then they don't care about us. And then the C-suite said, oh, you're all lazy and, and you know, and you don't get it. You're not smart enough. That's not how we build the future of humanity. This is how we fall deeper into the divide where we are right now. We need a new paradigm. We need a shift. We need to find the good button in people and push it. And it starts with ourselves. Do you have any good in you? I hope so. I've, I've interviewed thousands of people throughout my career. Never have I met anybody who told me, you know, Victor, I always wanted to do mediocre. I always wanted to do bad in my life. No, people want to do good. People are driven. People are motivated. People want the job. People want to show you how good they are. So let them give them the opportunity. Let them be, allow them to be. And they will surprise you day after day if you give them that. And that is an energy. You cannot even weigh it up with money. It is so precious. And it's the clarity of intention to do good. Super. I have a wonderful uh, quote here of one of the people that I like. Um, Sadhguru. Quote, if you know how to touch the core of a human being, you shall see the best in all you meet. That is beautiful. And that is exactly what we need. And it starts with yourself. Can you see the good in you? What good can you do today? You know, there's the saying one, one good deed a day. That is absolutely true. Make two or three good deeds. Even it if it's just to yourself. No effort needed. A nice, a kind word, a smile, a good intention, a charged field that is attractive to other people because they want to be happy too. That makes all the difference in the world. Thank you for listening to the Energy Paradigm Show, where we unlock the magic of life on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com and schedule time with Dr. Vic to learn how to run your life with energy and not let energy run your life. See you next time on The Energy Paradigm Show.